This is our podcast song. It is very long. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Christina. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Laughing with Gingers. The podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laughs share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That little doggy voiced excite box uh, over there is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Gingers podcast, Christina Curry. And that is Sarah Elephant, aka Prankster Monk, and my co host of Laughing with Gingers. Uh, so, right before we started recording, I had to go down and get my uh, disabled French bulldog, Bud Cluzo. And bring him up because I heard him scooting into the front room and um, I just didn't want him scooting around all over the first floor without me. And so Christina got to say hi and used her doggy voice and made her dog bark two floors down. Yeah. Like my dog was like, hold up. Is there another dog here? Why are you doing that voice? What's happening? Who's getting love? It's not me. It's it's the Christina Excite Box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my like high pitched doggy voice. <laughs> oh my god, so funny! I think he knows my voice when I talk to you, and that might be why he came in the front room. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, Auntie Christina's on the phone. <laughs> yep, <laughs> gotta be a part of this. Oh god, that's so funny. They're recording without me. <laughs> I'm a ginger too. Oh my god, I know. Bring all the gingers in. <laughs> oh, our door is open to all gingers. <laughs> and speaking of open doors, you know what really opens a door? A cult. <laughs> You're like, I don't even see your line of thought here, Sarah. (laughs) I don't. All I know is we're talking about cults. So I thought, well, maybe it's a cult door. (laughs) It is. It is a culty door. Ding, ding, ding. One point for Christina. Yes. (laughs) So today we are talking about cults. And uh, I'm curious what you brought. I brought a checklist of how you know it's a cult. God. Just in case anyone out there thinks they might be a part of a cult, I've got a checklist. <laughs> and to quote my favorite murder, when you're in a cult, call your dad. Um, so I brought <laughs> I brought cult names, and you are going to guess what the cult does. Oh, like what God. their like, tenant, their main thing is. Okay. Um, and I can't and say being culty. <laughs> no, the answer is not being culty. So, um, well, do you want one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go for it. We'll just throw you right in. Um, okay. Also, no wrong answers here. I mean, okay. Might look, be wrong. Probably all wrong, technically, <laughs> but I know they're going to be great, which is. The whole point of the game today. It's not about winning in terms of getting it right. That's right. how I should say it. It's Got about it. winning in terms of being funny, Christina, that I love so much. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first one is drum roll, please. Universal medicine. That is a name of a cult? Yes. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. I have like no clue. Um, I've never even heard of them. All right, let me think about this. Um, so this is a this is what they're known for. Yeah. Okay. Universal medicine. I don't know. Do they do like? Uh, are they known for like essential oil healings or something? <laughs> oh my god, you are insanely close. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, okay, uh, it's not essential oils. Is it something else? You mean you're not going to get there? So okay, like there's no way. It. Like I, I just here we go. Okay, <laughs> buckle okay. up, really buckle, buckle up. up. <laughs> you may need a parachute for this. <laughs> Harness in, strap up. <laughs> Esoteric breast massages. <laughs> Oh my god, I would have never got 
But you're actually surprisingly close with the essential oils thing because it's like a weird, like, oh. okay. My God, what asshole dude started this cold so he could just touch women's boobs? Gross. Serge Ben Hayen, um, uh-huh. who okay, so here's here's the details. Um, <laughs> so they cure you by massaging your breasts. Um, it is one of the most important parts of universal medicine, and the cult was founded by Serge Ben Hayen. I don't know if I'm saying any of these names right. I don't care. They are culty people, culty cult mm-hmm. leaders. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really concerned. Um, a former bankrupt tennis coach from New South Wales, Australia. Ben Hayen w- has no medical co- qualifications and claims that while he was on the toilet, he received an energetic impress and started the cult as a result. (laughs) From there to esoteric heals everything was just a step, apparently. The esoteric breast massage programs are claimed to heal everything from painful periods to breast cancer. Claims, which of course are ludicrous, Mm in case anyone's wondering. Um, here is just one example of their philosophy. The, (laughs) this has also since then been removed from their website. Um, (laughs) the breasts, (laughs) um, so they, they have a quality of divine truth that begins at the heart and the, the heart in connection to the pubic bone chakra, which is aligned to the ovaries brings um, the nurturing out for all to have. Okay. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, it turns out the healers and Ben Hayen himself are quotes, creeps. Air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Are did creeps. Air quotes. <laughs> a yeah. Supreme Court, yes, I did. A Supreme Court jury found that he leads a socially dangerous and socially harmful cult intentionally indecent intentionally and decently touched clients and is a charlatan I'm doing air quotes for anyone who can't tell by the weird way I'm saying things um, is a charlatan who makes fraudulent medical claims in a British ruling um, universal medicine was found to be a cult with some potentially harmful and sinister elements yeah, uh, a 1,000% harmful and sinister. <laughs> he only founded that cult so he could touch women's boobies. While so he gross. was pooping. Oh While he was pooping. God. Like we had to include that detail that he came up with the idea while he was pooping. It's way too like nuanced to be real, I feel like. He just threw that in there. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I do some of my best thinking in the shower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, not while pooping. What a creep! Ugh. Are the only members like dudes? I you know I did not look into their membership. I think they have since dissolved because they got you know they took them to court. Um, yeah. good, but that's just creepy. I can't. I just yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Esoteric breast massage. Cure <laughs> cancer. Oh, my God. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Do you want to give me some or do you want another one? I think I have five. Let's hear another one. Okay. This one is called Happy Science. What does it do, Christina? Happy Science. Um, maybe it's like they're known for like only having like positive, like positive thoughts equals positive results and outcome and like, you know, keep out the bad stuff. Am I close? Yeah, I mean, you're pretty close. You're missing one of the major tenants, um, but you're close. Okay, cool. Mindfulness, spirituality. Mm. And invading China. Oh my 
Oh, gosh. Uh, Happy Science is one of the surprisingly numerous weird Japanese cults. They have so many weird cults in Japan. Oh, my um, God. Are they bored think, over there? What's happening? I don't know. But it's also – they're not like – they're not the typical cults. Like, you know, in in like the US, they're pretty bland for the most yeah. part. You know, they're just cults. Like, they just like to whatever. mass murder their members. But other Yeah. Than oh, that, I didn't choose any murdery cults. Well – I mean, they might. I, there is no, there was nothing in them that listed out like we murder our people. So there's That's no good. Heaven's Gate or anything. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah, and I also didn't choose any that I think would sue the podcast either. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Way to think that through, Sarah. <laughs> Yep, yep. There's uh there's one cult in the United States that's very popular in the LA area that tends to sue when anything is said about them. Um Yeah. And mm-hmm. they enjoy tax exempt religion status instead of culty status. And that is mm-hmm. all I will say about that. Mm-hmm. Happy science is <laughs> One of the surprisingly numerous weird Japanese cults. The movement started in 1986 by Ryuho Akawa, who claims to be the reincarnation of the quote-unquote spiritual being El Kantar, which means the Mm. Lord of all gods. Wow. Um, That's a bold statement. I mean, you really – bold. Yeah. Like you came out, out of the gate saying I am the god of gods. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, level up. <laughs> Go <Yeah>. big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like you you leveled up into like the atmosphere. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um members of the cult believe El Canter and I could be saying this wrong too, was born 330 million years ago and was worshiped at different times in human history as Odin. Mm. Jesus, mm. Osiris, mm-hmm. Hermes, okay, Buddha, mm-hmm. and the he- Hebrew Elohim. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I knew how to say all of those. <laughs> you did so good. Nailed it. Nailed Thank it. Thank God I'm not reading that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God, and I'm fading away. My camera is now out of focus for some reason. I might be going over to the dark side here. The god of the gods is taking you. <laughs> oh, God. No pun intended. Oh, gosh. current wife, I love when they specify that um, with cult leaders, is thought to, by believers to be the reincarnation of the goddess, oh, God, Gaia. The Mother mm. Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I'm not c- totally confident in the way I said I it. But um, while his previous wife was <laughs> claimed to be the reincarnation of the goddess Aphrodite, but she has since been expelled from the cult. I feel like you can't fire Aphrodite from your cult. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't just invite her to not be part of it anymore. Yeah, just because you had a divorce. Like, is there divorce doesn't exist in the realm of gods? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. I'm not a god. <laughs> I feel like, well, I mean, if we're talking about Aphrodite, that's going to be Greek mythology, which means true. they would have murdered each other. They're, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, imprisoned on an island. That's another popular one. Yeah. Better to be excommunicated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of all the things. Yeah. Uh, the group claims to have 30 million members, although estimates put the figure closer to a few tens of thousands. Still mm. so many. Still so many. Te- teachings are based on 500 books published by Akawa. That is too many books. No. That's ridiculous. And I'm How sure long are these you, books? I know. I'm sure you make your members buy all of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're probably like $49 each. And yeah, you like can that read other them in one. cult you're talking about <laughs> that has the same name as this cult a little bit, one where it is the same. Uh, it's a little bit okay. of an overlap. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. or like Nexium, which um, we can we can call out because that is in. Did they already find Keith Raniere guilty? I can't remember. I don't anyway, know. um, 
Okay, so uh, the transcript, which are most, which of the most of which are transcripts from his recorded lectures. That's such a cop out. Oh, that is totally. It's just taking the transcript and putting it as a book. That's bullshit. I mean, technically, it's repurposing your marketing. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. But when it comes to culty things, that feels weird. It just feels bad. Uh, there are also 15 films based on his teaching. I wonder how those are. Happy science, is a, <laughs> happy science is a weird mixture of things. They believe in the existence of reincarnation, but also angels and demons and aliens. They also oh, ask believers shit. to have the aspiration – quote unquote, aspiration and discipline to seek the truth and actively contribute to the realization of love, peace, and happiness on earth. I'm really excited to find out how that goes into invading China. But things get a bit weirder when the group's stance, uh, with the group's stance on foreign policy. They seem to love everyone except China and North Korea. What? Members of... (laughs) Why? Why y'all gotta hate? (laughs) I know. (laughs) You are very close to a very big country to hate them so much. Um, Okay. So members of the group believe that North Korea and China are plotting to take over Japan using nuclear weapons. Uh, It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. I could see it. Uh, Happy Science wants to change the country's constitution and remilitarize as quickly as possible. Mm. I don't know if you know that or remember that they were not allowed to have a military because of the World War situation where they, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Their political ambitions are no joke. The Happiness Realization Party, the cult's official party, has 21 local counselors in Japan and once more, which reminds me of the cult that was in like outside of Bend, Oregon. Um, oh yeah, where they like infiltrated the I didn't I didn't do that one because they yeah wasn't that the Haley's comment one? No, uh, oh. although they may have too. A lot of cults have political aspirations. Yeah, um, and some politicians are kind of cult leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the group's nationalistic ideas have become better defined in recent years, and they also started media campaigns supporting Donald Trump. I had not read this. <laughs> What? What? I didn't read this before. I did not read this. That came out of my mouth without knowing. Oh. Oh, my Uh, God. So, uh, and the U.S. far right working to build anti-China animosities within the U.S. In the pandemic, Mm -hmm. the group sold spiritual vaccines, quote unquote, that claim to prevent and cure COVID-19 for a cost, of course. Oh, my gosh. They did that. This is just what I imagine, that they did the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do thing from Wayne's World. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Scooby-Doo ending. (laughs) Now you are free of COVID. (laughs) Congratulations. Certificates in the mail. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's so funny. All right. Do you want to give me some or you want another one? Yeah, I'll give give you a few. Okay. Um, Okay. You might be a part of a cult if (laughs) the group is focused on living on a living leader to whom members seem to display excessively zealous, unquestioning commitment. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Possibly someone else dies and steps into that role and that sort of excessive commitment continues. Unquestioned. Yep. Unchecked power is never, never great. Never great. Okay. You – Possibly are part of a cult. If I, group- I'm just envisioning Jeff Foxworthy here while you're doing this. <laughs> you might be a cult member if. 
I can't. I, it's all I can hear you saying. <laughs> I love it. The group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Uh, you might be a part of a cult if the group <laughs> is preoccupied with making money. Oh, yeah. And I'll give you one more. You might be a part of a cult if questioning doubt, questioning and having doubt are discouraged or even punished. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll stop there. We'll stop there. All right. You ready for my next one? Yeah. This one, I, I want to know what – I'm really excited to hear what you think this might be. Okay, cool. The August Engelhart cults. August Engelhart with an – like an A? E. It's with an E, Engelhart. E-N-G-E-L-H-A-R-D-T. Okay. Sounds like a dude's name. Yep. Yep. You are correct. I'm going to say that um, they are known for having 12 wives. <laughs> and that's cool. You're, you're close. Hell yeah. They are obsessed with coconuts. Oh, my God. I was so close. <laughs> I'm just going to say like the most weirdest shit because this is like basically what's happening right now. <laughs> Did you expect anything less? I mean, come on. I know. Seriously. So they're obsessed with coconuts. Like they eat it. They make it out of – for their house. They Their car is made out of it. Their clothes are made out of it. Like that kind of obsessed. Okay. I kind of love that you envisioned a car being made out of it. Um <laughs> So here we go. So I didn't – I in case it was unclear, I did not read these descriptions. I pulled the like key point mm-hmm. from Google mm-hmm. and then I intentionally didn't read it so that I would be as amused by this as you. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. So in 1902, a man uh, by the name of August Engelhart set mm-hmm. out on a bizarre trip. Armed with inheritance money, a suitcase full of books, and the knowledge he gained by studying physics and pharmacy, he set out to reach the shores of Papua New Guinea. His goal? Mm. Establishing an endemic order. (laughs) Okay. He believed that man was a tropical creature. And if ever there was a Garden of Eden, it should be inside the tropics, as close to the equator as possible. Mm. He also believed that man was supposed to walk around freely in nature, naked preferably. There are a lot of nudist cults. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. Um, Englehart had previously engaged in a movement called Jungborn, which is a fountain of youth. Um, or which means Fountain of Youth, um, which advocated the return to the natural er- world, eating mm-hmm. off the land and living nude. You know, you don't have to join a cult to live nude. I just – I'm I want to point that out. Or I, eating off the land. <laughs> yeah, none of these things – or going to the equator. Mm-hmm. None of these none of these things require cults. Um, the movement eventually fell apart because of legal problems regarding nudism. <laughs> what? Legal which kind? There's I know. So like, stop swinging your penis around at children. Like, what kind? <laughs> like, don't don't st- poke people with it. <laughs> or swinging those boobs around and smacking people in the face. <laughs> or was it like a food and drug needed to regulate thing? <laughs> like the FDA needed to regulate. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Was your chest hair falling in everyone's food? Um, But he didn't give up the idea. So he um, arrived on Kabakan Island, a place known for its headhunters. He also seemed to have a weird fascination with coconuts. The main reason appears to be his shape. Was he 
really round? <laughs> like a coconut? I okay. It does now clarify. I again hadn't read this, so I didn't know. Um, Anglehart saw the coconut as a as round like the human head and even resembled it a bit. So it must be the ideal fruit for a man's consumption. So central was the idea to Anglehart's cult that his diet and that of his followers, though there were only a handful of them, consisted of almost entirely of coconuts. Ooh, that's not healthy. No, not healthy at all. I'm just imagining what that does to your gut. Yeah, don't you <laughs> we'll have call it guts? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you just have constant diarrhea. Like, yeah, like you, you can only have – in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so quotes here – we can expect from God that he created our food in the shape of our heads. Why? Why? Who told you that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't know. I feel like would that wouldn't that encourage eating human heads then? I, I'm not sure. I just am not sure I understand this line of thought. Mm-mm. Um so uh they are uh vit- <laughs> oh god. Um, they are vegetal human heads and they alone are the proper human nourishment. That is like such a – gross. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coconut is also the fruit that grows nearest to the sun and Engelhart also worshiped the sun. So he decided it must be the perfect food for people. Um, a New York Times article from October 1905 wrote that Quote, unquote, his plan was to have his sect worship the sun. He held that man was a tropical animal not intended to live in caves called houses, but to wander as Adam did with the sun beating upon him all day. Oh, my my redhead heart hurts so bad mm-hmm. just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And the dews of heaven for a mantle at night. Living such a life, he believed that the healing curative powers of the sun – that is not how my skin views it, would in time render him so immune to sickness that he uh, could be – no sickness could be overcome. No sickness could be overcome. That Wait, I think that is supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. Um, But sickness was not overcome. Um, Englehart and his 15 or so followers would spend their days basking in the sun, swimming in the Pacific Ocean, and eating their coconuts. I mean, look, I'm here for that type of day sometimes. Yeah. Um, with sunscreen. Yeah, I was going to say Englehart is not a redhead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Um, but life wasn't easy. Several of his followers didn't even survive a year on the island. Englehart himself became ill after a poor coconut harvest. He recovered but was reportedly very thin and in poor health. His writing became more and more erratic year after year, and he didn't make it to his 50s. Wow. His also didn't last long. Well, I mean, on a diet of just coconuts and, and sun, I mean, Mm-mm. not great. Um, but it's hard to consider Englehart uh, – precursor of the hippie movement, uh, or it's not hard to consider Engelhart a precursor of the hippie movement, and given the impact of the movement, or the given the impact the movement has had on the world, he may feel a little vindicated. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, hippies eat more than coconuts. <laughs> yeah. And they mean, don't always a, live in the tropics. <laughs> no. I wasn't around for, you know, the 70s, but I, I feel like that from what I learned and heard, has uh, is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and not a redhead. And clearly not a redhead. <laughs> the idea of being naked in the sun all day, every day. No. I mean, I we would develop blisters in like two days and then – I mean, you had to sit under a pile of frozen vegetables when you forgot to wear sunscreen for two hours. I know. it. Literally, I could not wear pants for two weeks after that. I, I just today have put on like actual pants. I've been having to wear shorts the entire time because my legs <laughs> took two weeks to like be okay. <laughs> 
It was not good. And they didn't even blister. They didn't even blister. I'm surprised, actually. Oh, my God. Christina. Like, I would get a sunburn day one out there naked all over my body, and then what am I going to (laughs) do? Rub coconut on it. Oh, God. And make myself even more of like a baked turkey. Like, here you go, son. I got oil all over it now. (laughs) Come get me. (laughs) Oh, God. Sounds awful. (laughs) Are you picturing me like a burnt turkey (laughs) basking in the sun of a tropical island? (laughs) Dancing around when you say, come get me. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> oh wow. Oh no. Oh yeah. gosh. Um okay. Uh you do you want another one or you want to yeah, give I me some? I kind of do want another one. Okay. So I have two left. Three left. Okay. Uh and I might be saying this wrong. I don't speak French. Realism. Okay. That's the R- name of the cult? Yeah. R-A-E with two dots on top. Don't know what that's called. <sighs> L-I-S-M. Okay. Um, they, uh, they worship trains. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off. <laughs> oh, awesome. It's the largest UFO religion. Oh, cool. All right. So close again. (laughs) So here's the thing. Humans were created by aliens called the Elohim. Again with the Elohim. Hmm. The Elohim are not gods. They are sometimes mistaken to be. The Elohim Hmm. have also created 40... Elohim human hybrids to serve as providers, including Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and Rael. Rael, mm. a former French journalist who founded and currently leads the Raelian movement. Mm. That's the core belief behind Raelism. <laughs> but it gets even more interesting. The movement believes that since the Hiroshima bomb of 1945, Humans are inching closer to the apocalypse, and if we manage to avoid this and achieve world peace, the Elohim will return to Earth with their technology and begin a utopic age on Earth. Hmm. They're even working to build an embassy for Elohim. Wow. Like any respectable neo-religion, the Raelian movement encourages meditation, mindfulness, and sexual experimentation. Because either it's a lot of sex or no sex allowed, and there is yeah, nothing in between in cults. Nothing in between. Um, or so it seems. I wonder if that's on your checklist. However, the researchers have noted that the movement – has a coherent worldview, and Rael himself appears to be gen- or to genuinely believe the truth behind his claims. The mm-hmm. movement's beliefs are considered as "quote unquote" progressive and hedonistic, mm-hmm. although members are advised against using recreational drugs or stimulants. That's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Wait, does coffee count as a stimulant? Because then I'm Ooh, out. Yeah, no go. Mm-mm. That's a hard stop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the movement, which counts some 60,000 members, is anti-war but sometimes opts for surprising positions. For instance, they support the induction of genetically engineered plants, a position opposite of most New Age movements. And I also saw that they claimed in 2000, although it's not in this article I'm reading from, um, that they claimed in 2000 to have cloned the first human, but they had no proof or anything. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they just it, said they happen. did it. Yeah. They just thought about it and it was declassified. <laughs> oh, my God. So dumb. That's so dumb. All right. All right, dudes. <laughs> All right. You want to give me some? Yeah. So, um, 
the you might be in a cult if <laughs> if there are mind numbing techniques that are used to suppress doubts about the group and its leaders, such as meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues, and also debilitating work routines. So, you know, they make you work 12 to 15, 16 hours a day, hard labor, that sort of thing. Um, You might be in a cult if the leadership dictates sometimes in great detail how members should think, act, feel, for instance, oh, who you should marry. If you can change a job, you have to check in with the leader. Oh, you want to go visit someone for from family, you need to check in with the leader. Uh, they also might tell you what kind of clothes to wear, where you should live, how you should discipline your children, so on and so forth. So run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do another one. You might be in a cult if the group is elitist, claiming a special status for itself or a special status for its leaders or maybe even its members. So, for example, the leader is considered the messiah or the avatar. The group and or leader has a special mission to save humanity. Uh, you know, the alien told me so. <laughs> so on and so forth. <laughs> yep. 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 Sounds about right. Yep. Sounds about right. Checks out. Checks out. Totally. Um, are you ready for another one? Mm-hmm. The John from cult. Like J-O-H-N-F-R-O-M? U-M, but yes. F-R-U-M. Okay, so that's another dude's name. Yeah. It's very interesting that these cults are only founded by men. Uh, there are some that are founded by women, but they usually end up poisoning people and stuff, so mm, <laughs> get any Yeah. Of um uh, okay john from cults <sighs> let's see um i i have no clue let, okay let me say uh maybe they they hate canadians <laughs> but they're like down with bacon <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Canadians, but they're down with bacon. I don't know. No idea. Do those things not go together? <laughs> not according to John Frum. <laughs> it is a cargo cult. A cargo? Okay, what? All right, tell okay. me what that means. So this is the classic example of a cargo cult. Um, and to get into the vibe of a car cargo cult, think of it this way. You're an indigenous population from some South Pacific archipelago. Modern science and technology is largely unknown to you. So when, unbeknownst to you, a global war breaks out, like World War II, and some faraway people, mostly Americans, send planes and other things your way, it's hard not to see it as a divine wonder. Mm. So hundreds of thousands of American troops poured into the Pacific Islands over the course of World War II, and several cargo cults were spurred. I read about several of these. It was so strange. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just the appearance of soldiers and their wild technology, but the locals didn't know where the strangers' seemingly endless supplies came from. So that's what it is. That's what a cargo cult is. Got um, it. To some, it seemed like they were magically summoned from some nether place. So mm -hmm. cults appeared, especially after the soldiers departed. Since the indigenous wanted the soldiers to come back, as the soldiers had often traded with the locals and offered them supplies, they developed rituals. They prayed and built shrines, and that was just the start of it. They would mimic the day-to-day -day habits of the soldiers, patrolling and performing parades. Some even built runways for the planes to return. 
From the duration of the war, or for the duration of the war, the soldiers returned sometimes. So to the locals, it seemed like their rituals were bringing them back. But when the war ended, the soldiers didn't come back anymore. And like the gods of myth, they disappeared. In time, many cargo cults also disappeared, but others endured, hoping that if they prayed hard enough, if they waited long enough, and if they did the right thing, their gods would return. Does that sound familiar? Wow. Um, How crazy. Yeah. So perhaps the most notable is the John Frum one, which um, is in the islands of, oh God, Vanuatu? Vanuatu? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for encouraging me, even though yeah. neither of us have any idea how to say that. Sounded good. Um, John Frum is depicted as an American World War II serviceman who brings wealth and prosperity to his followers. However, John Frum also seems to live in a volcano, is a spirit, knows everything, and is stronger than Jesus um, because the island had previously been swept by Christianity. Mm. He wants people to return to their ancestral way of living and oppose colonizers. Believers see John from on special occasions or sometimes when they consume kava, um, a species of pepper plant, and the local narcotic of choice. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the island of Tana um, in particular, is where the belief thrives. The men consume kava every night at sunset in a place that is off limits to women. Ew. I wonder if that's because no women came because there were no women – there were no service women in World War II. Well, mm. that's not true, but it not in those positions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandmother was a wag, so I know that there were service women, but mm. uh, that – I get. I would imagine that not in this situation. Yeah. Um, in 1957, the movement really took off when the John Frum movement created the Tana Army, a nonviolent ritualistic society that organized military-style parades of men wearing uniform consisting of white T-shirts at, that said T-A USA, which is the Tana Army USA. Uh. A local village chief managed to visit the U.S. in 1995. He was impressed by the immense wealth he saw, but also saddened by the pollution and poverty he saw in the country. He happily returned home. We don't know who John Frum is or even if it was a real person. The Americans have done little to help Van Utu in the past 70 years, but if the Christians have been waiting for Jesus for 2,000 years. Why is waiting for John from any sillier? This is what I'm reading. I am not saying that. I am not just pulling, not pulling punches here. Mm, Sarah throwing down the truth bombs. <laughs> That's so interesting though. Oh my God. Who is John from? I know. Is John from a real person? I don't know. Hmm. All right, I only have one left, so. You want to lay it on me? Sure. The Missionary Church of Copenism. Mm, missionary Church of Copenism. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. What is copenism? It sounds something sexual, like you're only allowed to like lick buttholes. (laughs) That is not close. Not quite. You're just a little bit south. Um, So code is law, like code, like computer code. Oh, got it. Uh, So Copanists have a rather unusual set of beliefs. The main underlying idea is that copying information is a secret virtue – or sorry, sacred, not secret. Uh, Maybe it's also secret. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Now I'm just Mm -hmm. telling the world. Um, Virtue and all information should be freely distributed and unrestricted. The group Mm. opposes any form of copyright or information hiding. All information should be freely available always. You can just think about declassifying it and it is. 
Yeah. Um, if that sounds a bit like the pirate movement, which I don't know what that is. I could have looked, but I didn't. Well, some suspect that Copenis um, uh, of exactly that. So some think that, yes, it is, um, especially since the two founders have been involved in online activism before. So mm-hmm. some journalists have dismissed it as a political adventure, a PR stunt at these are all air quotes, mm. and a devaluation of religion, but the group insists that they're the real deal. Their web page, re- page reads, and I quote, a religion is a belief system with rituals. The missionary, oh God, copemistemfundet, you literally, you sound like a robot <laughs> with bad reception. <laughs> Like your Wi-Fi is cutting out and you also turned into a robot. (laughs) Your eyes also got really wide and very intense. (laughs) I just hear my microphone in my face. I'm not saying that again. (laughs) It's a religious group centered in Sweden. No wonder it's so hard to say for an American um, who believe that copying and sharing information is the best and most beautiful that is. Uh, okay. To have your information copied is a token of appreciation that someone thinks you have done something good. Mm. Um, so here are their things. All no- or all knowledge to all. Mm-hmm. That feels okay. Um mm-hmm. There's some things I also just don't want to know here, but uh, the the search for knowledge is sacred. Again, some things I don't want to know. The circulation mm-hmm. of knowledge is sacred. Some things I don't want you to know. Uh, the act of copying <laughs> is sacred. They're all about copying. This is crazy. Um, the group even holds weddings. In 2012, uh, which is the year I got married, the Missionary Church of Kopimism held their first wedding in Belgrade, Serbia. The holy ceremony was conducted by a Kopimistic op wearing a Guy Fox mask. The computer. I don't either either. I yeah. I I can't even speak anymore. I'm so befuddled. Um, <laughs> The com- a computer read the vows <gasps> and <laughs> what and some of their central beliefs aloud. At the end, the church declared, "Quote unquote, we are very happy today. Love is all about sharing. A married couple shares everything with each other." We close the bathroom door. Hopefully, you will copy and remix some of the DNA cells to create a new human being. Oh, my God. such a gross way of saying that. Yeah. That is the spirit of copamism. Feel the love and share that information. Copy all of its holiness. Uh, Oh, my God. Sounds like a movie. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Uh-uh. Yep. All right. Wow, well, you're that. definitely in a co- in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so bizarre. All right, I got I got 3 left for you. All right. Just in case the first 7 didn't fit and you felt like you weren't in a cult, here's three more reasons why you might be in a cult. The group has a polarized us versus them mentality, which causes conflict with the wider society. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, That's when they start isolating you, getting you into weird jungles away from normal other day, everyday life people. Okay. You might be in a cult if the group's leader is not accountable to any authorities. As are, for example, military commanders, ministers, priests, monks, rabbis of mainstream denominations. So the group teaches or implies that it is supposedly supposedly 
exalted ends justify means that members would have considered unethical before joining the group. So, for instance, collecting money for bogus charities. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a cult. You're in a mm-hmm. cult. Check. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> All right. And finally, you might be in a cult if the leadership induces guilt feelings in members in order to control them. Members' subservience to the group causes them to cut ties with family and friends and tend to give up personal goals and activities that were of interest before joining the group. Members are encouraged or required to live and or socialize only with other group members. Boom. Boring. (laughs) Cults sound boring. Oh, God. Yeah. I would not be okay with conforming. Yeah, it's not for me either. Mm-mm. So that's that's it, folks. Hey, listen, if you're in a cult, if you checkmarked one or any of those, <laughs> get out. <laughs> run. Run the other way. Except if it's a cult with all gingers, you can stay. Ah. That would be fun. I would be okay with that. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine a cult of loud laughing gingers? It would just be deafening. Yeah, it would. It would. Oh man, that was fun. Yep that was that was quite the ride. Quite the yeah, ride. Quite the ride. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today on Laughing with Gingers. We are so happy to have you listening to our silly podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Laughing with Gingers. We might post. We might not. Who knows? We're wild cards. I'm like, um, we might post. If we have time. If we have time, we will. Uh, But you can send us funny stories, ideas, jokes, or just general fun to our Instagram as well at Laughing with Gingers. And get access to premium content, including ad-free episodes, swag, special events, access to us, and more starting at just $3. Check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And we have lots of fun merch that if you decide you would like to wear does not mean you're in a cult <laughs> at laughingwithgingers.com. Uh, tune into Laughing With Gingers next week for some more good times. Bye. Bye.